What's up and welcome to Outside In, a podcast by Dakota Kelly. This podcast is all about conversations surrounding the church and the people that make it up. Our hope is that you are given fresh perspective and that you feel challenged to have your own conversations surrounding the topics you hear about today. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Outside In. This is your show host, Dakota Kelly. Uh, Thank you all for joining in with me today. Uh, I'm excited for this show. This is episode two of a new series that I started. Uh, The series is called The Church Experience. We have begun uh, dissecting each segment of a church experience, what it entails, um, just all the different components. And uh, last week we talked about outreach, which is essentially the first step to any church experience. Um, it's probably the most important um, because it's what gets people in the doors. And so I had my good friend Eason with me here uh, last week to talk about that. Uh, And this week, we're going to talk about worship. And with me this week, I have uh, my buddy Jonah Mills. What's up? What's up? How's it going? Welcome, my dude. Uh, I'm excited. Jonah and I work together in real-life student ministries to make that happen on a weekly basis. Yeah. Uh, Jonah, um, do me a favor. Tell me what you do for Real Life. So basically, um, I put together the order of service and worship for... Um, I just kind of oversee like worship uh, for both services, and I work with Cameron uh, to whenever we're split and do mid. Um, but basically, I lead worship um, for Wednesday nights, um, put together teams, um, pick sets, and basically just get to have fun with the students and jump around on stage and actually teach them um, how to how to worship. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Um, so a couple, couple of months ago, or I guess a month or so ago, um, I don't know if you all remember, but I uh, mentioned a lot about uh, Real Life Idol. It was this huge outreach we um, put a lot of time and effort into, uh, and I mentioned how um, a couple of our staff members were actually products of that, and Jonah and Cameron oh, yes. were both are the two individuals that I was speaking of. Yes. Um, so four years ago, mm-hmm. um, I went into this thing not really knowing anything about church, uh, um, let alone like worship. Um, <coughs> and so I entered a singing competition because I like singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like I like money, of course. $1,000 is a lot of money. <laughs> um, so I went Can't into this that. thing uh, not knowing what it entailed, uh, just kept getting uh, forwarded to the next week, um, got a lot of votes, uh, ended up winning, and then I just had a lot of people influence me um, to stay and to hang out, and ever uh, ever since the finale of Real Life, I've never missed a Wednesday night That's awesome. in four years, I unless mean, I was out of town. I but mean, like just as lost as you were. Then, just. <laughs> you just you yeah, really man, well. I don't really, I don't really know. What <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, well, thanks for being here, dude. Um, I, th- you know, I was thinking about this episode and preparing for it, and you know, I couldn't think of anybody better to uh, do this episode with me. Especially, I mean, especially after you just spent pretty much what two days, t- three days leading worship uh, at, at Fall Tree. Yeah. yeah. So that was actually 
intense. Um, we usually do something very similar over summer um, where we lead worship for a whole week for Georgia summer camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's usually extremely tiring by the time I get done with it. But like, I'm also not really helping like structure the camp. And so this like for fall retreat, it was very, it was like, it was a lot more tiring, um, mm-hmm. especially cause it's like our own students. So I obviously put as much as I can into our own students. Um, but then also just leading morning and night and then like helping actually structure in fall yeah. retreat and right. being involved when that, um, just like really wore me out. And so, yeah, it was, it's a lot of fun. Um, especially on those, those big events. Um, you definitely got to be prayed up and like ready to, right. to experience that. But it was fun. It was an all inclusive yes. event. It was intense. Uh, and actually that's part of the reason why this episode is getting posted a little bit late. Um, because of our <laughs> tree, it, it was, um, it was, a phenomenal weekend. We had a pastor named Jacob Jester come and speak. It was the incredible. Man. The man. Uh, it was incredible. Um, and so, but we are back and we are here to make this happen. And so, uh, like I've already said, uh, episode two of the church experience is um, all about worship. Um, what do people experience when they participate in worship at a church typically and so Jonah do me a favor tell me uh, what is it what is a typical church ex- like a worship um, experience like at North Highland um, actually before I say that um, a lot of people when they assume worship service or worship experience they only think about um, the actual like w- time for worship um, when in all actuality like a worship experience uh, for those of you who don't know, is the actual, f- is what we kind of call it our full service. So, like, from the very beginning of service to the very end of the message, um, to the outro, that is our worship experience. That's cool. um, just to let everyone know that worship is not just music, and it's not just songs that we sing. Like, worship is more of a lifestyle. And so, for with that being said, a, a North Highland Sunday morning worship experience uh, usually starts with a nice video, um, intros us into worship, um, and then we do about two to three songs, depending on um, what series we're in or whatever. Um, usually our first one's a little more upbeat um, to get people kind of, you know, jumping around or clapping, whatever, right. um, get the energy uh, in the room, and then we kind of dial it down into a more serious time of worship uh, in the next two or three songs. Um and then usually after that, we do like a um, a closing time going into um, going into like a meet and greet, making sure everybody's good. And then after that, we usually do tithes and offering. And then there might be like a video in between to transition mm-hmm. everything. Um, goes into the message. Um, band will come back up after the message to close us out to uh, provide that smooth transition as well. Um, and then we will just kind of close it out with like a final prayer. Um, and we'll just kind of raise the music up and as everybody's walking out, we'll just kind of jam out. Yeah. And so that's usually what it looks like on a Sunday morning. Um, and notice that like the biggest thing that, um, I kept saying over and over again is like smooth transitions, smooth transitions are like essential for, for like a, for a Sunday morning, for a Sunday morning experience. Yes, for sure. It sounds like there's a lot that goes into a typical worship service. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, 
like you said, it's it's not just about the music part. Um, you know, <clears throat> I think you mentioned it already, but you know, you are the primary worship leader for Real Life Student Ministries, but overall at North Highland, uh, Rachel Morway is yes. the worship pastor. Incredible. Shout um, out. She is awesome. Um, the two of you um, put a lot a lot of effort into the overall flow of a worship service. Yes. I mean, from beginning to end, like you guys mm-hmm. um, use stuff like uh, Planning Center, right? Oh, shout out um, to Saves our life. Right? Yes. And, you know, Wednesday nights, it's, you know, it's a full page, you know, whatever. But Sunday morning, it's got multiple columns oh, and yes. repeats, different times. Yes. It's, in, in, it's intense. And uh, you and Rachel have really, truly mastered the program and used it to the best of y'all's ability. We try, we try. So <laughs> what are some other things that really go into making a worship service happen? Um, I guess what a lot of people, in, in, a, in a sense, like a lot of people who help to like make the worship experience like happen mm-hmm. is all volunteer work. Yeah. Um, and so like building relationships with your volunteers with people who don't have to play or mm-hmm. they don't have to do offering or they don't have to get there. At make, yeah, seven, at, right? exactly. We get there at seven o'clock in the morning on Sunday mornings, uh, to sound check. Like we don't have, like they don't have to do that. That's stuff right. that they willingly do. Um, and so I think building that relationship with your, um, with your team, with your volunteers is one of the key essentials to like pulling off a right. Sunday morning. Um, cause you can't really just ask them to do anything if you haven't built that like nice relationship right. with them. Um, so I think that's probably the, the main ingredient <laughs> for a Sunday morning right. is having a firm right. relationship with all of your volunteers. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Cause you know, we did a run through on Thursday night and not only did they they have to be here at 7 a.m., but they got here as soon as that same band got here as soon as they could off, when they got off of work on Thursday. Yes. They ran through the whole thing. Um, they probably spent countless hours preparing bef- at home. Um, and then also, you know, we had choir that assisted with worship this week. Oh, yes. Got to love the choir. The choir. Love those legend. people. Um, they practice on Wednesday night, endless hours at home as well. Um, so that that is, you know, a lot of strategic planning, a lot of volunteer, and that takes a lot out of you guys to coordinate all of that, to build those relationships. So, you know, um, I think, you know, you'll hear a few pastors in leadership lesson type style, whatever settings. Uh, they talk about how they always make fun. of. I had a professor who always says that he just picked at his worship leader, you know, uh, for m- multiple different reasons, but, you know, he says he always has to remind himself, like, I need to have some respect for this guy because they do a lot. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I guess uh, that was my biggest um, thing when I first started interning under Rachel. I didn't realize everything that she did. Right. Um, I right. thought, yeah, she gets a band together and she sings and, yeah, has fun. That's it. And I was like, and then I always, I always thought, I was like, how do you have a full-time job out of this? And then I started interning under her, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Now she won't leave me alone. <laughs> and I was like, She's <laughs> asking me to do yeah, and there's so many things. There's In the church, honestly, you're always um, you're always planning two months ahead, right. usually. We're supposed to be. <laughs> right. um, oh, yeah. Always planning ahead, getting series, uh, getting teams, and just making mm-hmm. sure everyone's on the same page, making sure you know everyone's schedule. Um, making chord charts, making um, planning center invites, and just 
normal church budget things as well. Right. So a lot goes into it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah, there is a lot of prep work. There's a beforehand, a lot of beforehand work that goes into it. Lots of efforts that are put into it. Um, and you guys, I mean, North Highland does amazing. Um, I was, you know, on, I was the online campus, online pastor this morning for North Highland. Um, I was able to get on and interact with everybody on Facebook that was joining us on our live stream. And uh, um, I was in the media room just watching the whole thing go down. And it was, it was really cool. Uh, It was really cool. And so there's so much work that goes into it and it looks great. You all do amazing. Um, But what are some, what are some other things that maybe you guys encounter afterwards? Like what are some other factors that you have to take into account for? Like why, you know, why is it um, that you guys put so much effort into it? Is it for the production value of it per se? Or is it like, what's the other inspiration behind that? Um, you definitely want to, um, I guess, the the process of doing it mm-hmm. um, and then the outcome. Uh, so like the process is a lot of times, as cliche as it may sound, you, you have to start with prayer and like so you can't cliche. just you can't just <laughs> it is it's cliche <laughs> but it it really is something that you have to do like right. you can't just say oh I want to do these songs because it's like the most popular song right now and I'm I love that song I love it so much and so then everyone else should love it you know and so a lot of times um, you'll see like if a song doesn't usually go well um, a lot of times it's because we've either made a bad call or mm-hmm. we've picked a song out of selfishness. Mm-hmm. Um, or something of that nature. Um, so a lot of prayer has to go into actually um, making that be a thing. Um, and so I guess like with the motivation behind why we prepare so much mm-hmm. um, would have to be the experience for our volunteers. And that's you want to so like prior to band practice. So on, for a Wednesday night um, for our youth services, we will practice at 430 and our service will start at 7. So prior to that 4.30, I'm making sure that all of our music is printed, mm-hmm. making sure that all of our um, the stage is set the exact way that it'll be, um, and just making sure that as soon as our volunteers walk in, they can just plug in and let's practice. Right. You know, like trying to make it as, as simple as possible so that their experience, because if your leaders and your volunteers are on the same page as you, then it's easier to to really reach who at your congregation. Right. So like on Wednesday nights, our youth and on Sunday mornings, just our, our normal every mm-hmm. Sunday congregation. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of it is so, if I'm interpreting you right, a lot of it is so your, your volunteers, your musicians, whoever, your camera sound, so on and so forth, yeah. all the bajillion people it takes to make <laughs> this happen is so they, they don't a get burned out, uh, right. B don't feel, uh, over, you know, overworked under, not paid, but prepared right. for, you know, whatever, um, all of that. Uh, but what about, you know, what about for the, for the people in the congregation, maybe, f- you know, do you guys have to take into consideration first time guests? Do you, mm-hmm. you know, the older generation, like, right. you know, what, what all goes into the consideration for that? Yeah, um, I admire Rachel a lot <laughs> um, with how she handles a Sunday morning. Um, and we can even take this morning, for example. Um, I mean, I know that we say, like, great are you, Lord. 
is Oat for Us, who are in the church right now. That's kind of an older song when really that song isn't really that old. It's mm-hmm. only like, I think, within 10 years old. Right. Um, and so for the older generation, they're used to songs like The Blood, like Oh the Blood, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus, um, Every Praise, like those songs like that are very much so, um, are very much so like for the older generation to get to get into that. Right. If that makes sense. Um, and so, you know, we really want to be aware of our congregants mm-hmm. and like our age limits or not age limits, but our age, uh, groups, um, demographic, demographic. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. I couldn't think of it. Um, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like those type of things when it comes to introducing a new song, um, especially for Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. um, because like we do still have the older, people in our congregation um that's why you'll see us do if we introduce a new song we'll do it twice in a row and then we'll give it a week off and then we'll do it again uh, strategically to get them thinking of the words because if someone's not actively always in worship they're not just gonna throw the song on the radio whenever they get a chance they're gonna the only time they're really hearing it is on sunday morning and so whenever you're introducing something new you have to strategically kind of understand um how they are mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's really easy for us to say oh well I'm a I'm a worship pastor I I pick up on music very easily because right. I love music my ear has a just natural tone for music yeah. um, and so but versus someone else who doesn't necessarily have that same mm-hmm. value or same ear that you have like you have to take into consideration to just different things like that right. and I could go on <laughs> for an hour on things like that right but there's a whole formula slash algorithm that goes there into it. There is, it uh, like. kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, so all that prep work, all that prep work, all that forethought going into it, right? And, and you know, don't get me wrong. Like, you guys do amazing week in, week out. You do amazing for uh, real life. You do amazing for NHC. And so I kind of want to conclude on uh, – Maybe discussing what are discussing two things. Um, the first being, what are uh, maybe some ways that what are maybe some ways, some things um, that you feel like that North Highland or maybe you know this local church or the church in general could be better at when it comes to worship, to making experiences better, to making them more you know real. Uh, what what do you think? what's an element that may be missing that couldn't, that couldn't help? Um, I think definitely, um, not settling, Mm -hmm. um, and, and that being like, um, basically us striving to do as, as best as we can, Mm -hmm. um, with the talents that God's placed in us to use those to our best abilities. Mm -hmm. Um, so for someone who's coming into the church, who's never heard worship music before, um, they're, they're wanting to come in and they hear this, you want to give them your best because you want you want them to be able to walk in and at least have the ear for a good band, a good right. sounding band. You know, they may not know anything about Jesus. They may not know anything about what worship even is, but if they have good music, they can at least sit down and listen to good music That's cool. and that'll eventually pull them in. And so a lot of times we take into consideration or we don't take into consideration that first time guest. And so we'll just, you know, we'll slack off a little bit here and there or, um, you know, like 
we will in band practice we'll be doing something and like maybe something's a little too hard so we'll, we'll be like okay well we'll just figure that out later mm-hmm. instead of like you know really getting down and making sure that the not even just worship like the music but the actual full service making right. sure that everything is spot on which i, I really enjoy that we we've we're starting to do run-throughs at north highland to really make sure that our order is like down so when someone walks in they don't see any flaws right like they they can just walk in and it can just be as smooth as possible for someone who has never really experienced it before cool. and so i think really having a, a, a mind of excellence going into a service is probably the biggest thing that we could work on that's awesome yeah um so not settling in striving for excellence i yeah. mean i think that's something like each of us no matter what what um what area of ministry, no matter what uh, career path you're on, no matter what, I mean, that's that's a good word to apply yeah, to all sure. life. If you're a family man, whatever it may be. Uh, so that was, that's good. That's a good word. You know, one thing that I think um, would, would vastly change the um, change people and change people within the church uh, is hearing more about worship, hearing more um, teaching on worship, and I, and I, it, being a being one who preaches, who has preached a lot in the last year or two, like I mean, it, it's always mentioned. You know, there's a comment here, a comment here. Like if we're talking about giving, if we're talking about being at school, like everything you do is an act of worship. But I would love to hear more in-depth things about worship. I, I took a class, I've mentioned this multiple times, I took a class over the summer, and it was worship leadership, and I was like, oh, I don't belong in this class. But really what the whole thing was about was preaching on how worship is a lifestyle. And there was just so much to it. Um, and sometimes I think, like, the only thing you, only person in the Bible who really talks about worship is, you know, David in Psalms mm. and I don't really feel interested in that all the time, mm-hmm. but there was, there's so much to it. There was so much to it. And so I would love to see the, the our local church and churches and then the, the church body really dive into that more often. Oh, yeah, and so, sure. um, that was a good word. My, my next and last question is as a worshiper, as a person in the congregation, a person, um, listening in, what is something that they could do maybe you know, if they're if they're dealing with being uncomfortable, if they're dealing with a lack of uh, feeling engaged or whatever it may be, what is it? What is something that the worshiper could do to maybe um, further their worship experience? Um, I guess I can I can kind of speak to this from my own personal um, experience because I mean, I used to, I mean, when I first started coming here, I didn't really know what worship was. I kind of maybe raised my hands every now and then, but didn't really know what that meant. I just kind of did it because everybody else did it. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, like, diving in um, to to the Word. I know that's also very cliche to say, um, but it's also also something that's necessary to understand what it actually means to truly worship, Um, especially, like, God, like, gives us grace and mercies every day. um, And oftentimes we just forget to even just say thank you like for that that he gives us um but like I guess practically um for someone who's coming in on Sunday morning um to further their worship experiences to 
to understand that everyone wants more of God. Mm-hmm. That's the reason we're all here on a Sunday morning. Um, at least the reason we should be here on a right. Sunday morning would be to to or to really to win a thousand dollars, or to come to win a thousand dollars, and then eventually right. <laughs> to you know want more of God. Um, and once you have that understanding that everyone here isn't out to judge you, right? Um, you shouldn't really care um, about what other people think about your worship. Your worship is between you and God, right? Um, and I know that's very Christianese, very like you know cliche, but like on a Sunday morning um, when worship is happening, it's me and it's me and God. I don't care yeah. who's around me. I'm gonna sing as loud as I can. I'm gonna scream. I'll do what I need to do. <laughs> um, but it's it's me showing my affection for the Lord. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's something that as a worshiper, as someone in the congregation, um, like a challenge would be to to not worry about the people around you, that's but cool. to, to truly sit down and have an encounter with him and to realize that worship is the ushering in of his presence. So that's what I would that's what I would give to you if cool. you, as a as yeah. some advice. Yeah, and we've kind of tagged or tackled some of those a little bit both uh, a couple of times. Um, and I basically, I think what you're saying is making a lifestyle out of it. And then once you're in a worship experience, living freely when you do it. Right. Yep. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's perfect. And I think as a worshiper, if you if you do those things and advance in those things yourself, and let's say there, because I, I, I'm not going to promise anybody that, you know, hey, don't worry about people judging you because that's not a real thing. Oh, no, no, it's a real yeah, thing. It's 100% it's a one hundred percent a real thing. But Just I think you could change. You. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't let it bother you because a like if they are letting themselves go to that place to judge you for it, there's you know they've got something going on that they need to right. be addressed anyways. Right. But I think if you lead, like you will, you will lead from a place um, of free worship, and you right. will. Uh, you could potentially lead that person to a lifestyle of worship too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so that's a good word. Um, Jonah, my man, thanks for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Um, I appreciate you asking me, man. Yeah, it was absolutely. Fun. Good conversation. I had a good good time last weekend leading a side, alongside with you oh, yeah, at Far Tree. Fun. You're doing an amazing job. Um, but I want to thank all of you as well for listening in. Um, I... I just have enjoyed this whole process of running this or facilitating this podcast, whatever you want to call it. I appreciate all of you giving me your ear and your time to listen in on these episodes. Uh, But listen, I want to hear from you. Uh, I don't want to be the only one talking. Uh, That's why I have a guest with me each week. But I also want to hear from you guys. And so please send me your feedback. Um, My email will be in the bio. But I would love to hear from you. Um, and I just want to say I love you, and I hope that you all have a lovely Thanksgiving. Uh, Spend lots of time with friends and family and recovering from food comas. Love you guys. What's up, and welcome to Outside In, a podcast by Dakota Kelly. This podcast is all about conversations surrounding the church and the people that make it up. Our hope is that you are given fresh perspective and that you feel challenged to have your own conversations surrounding the topics you hear about today. Hope you enjoy.